0: Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Madison, and well here's an update on the Jordan Neely case. Uh we're gonna get through this article, watch his comments and response, see where we are in the story. Unfortunately, he has been indicted. We all saw this coming. I uh Oh. Bop bop. Anyway, you know, we I think me and most of the people were hoping that he'd, you know, maybe enough people would raise hell and protest, because let's be real most people who were on the subway were very vocal. Like, no, he was trying to save us. He was helping us. This guy was being violent. He was grabbing people. He was threatening people, saying he didn't care if he went to jail. He didn't care if he died. So it's just, it's a really unfortunate turn of events, but we live in a day and age where, you know, we see, we've see we seen stories before with like ex-Marine stops, old woman being mugged, ex-Marine gets sentenced to prison, or man stops... A woman from jumping off bridge. She sues for damages. You know, we we really live in this sort of clown world uh, reality. And like I said before, Mr. Bones' wild ride never fucking ends. It just gets crazier and crazier with more and more loops and spirals. But, Daniel Penny indicted in death of Jordan Neely. A grand jury indicted former U.S. Marine, Penny. uh, Daniel Penny in connection with the death of Jordan Neely. Which again... I want a coroner report because uh, I. If you guys want to watch the footage, we watched it together the the day it happened, like the day this all broke originally. So if you want to go watch, uh, you know, I already have a video up. If you want to go watch me talk over a man being choked to death on on a subway with some footage, for some reason, I can link that in the description below. Um, make sure you get some popcorn. It's a good episode. Anyway, so I was a grand jury indicted. Uh, former US Marine Daniel Penny, in connection with the chokehold death of Jordan Neely on a subway train car last month. Yeah, and uh, right up until he passed away, he was, you know, kicking and flailing. You know, normally before people pass away, there's like a moment, like if they're being choked out, there's a moment where they get like limp, like more and more limp as they flow. This guy went from thrashing to dead. There wasn't that transition where his body just got more and more slow and exhausted it was just thrash 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 limp that's it so there you know and he had a history of drug use he had a criminal record because you know god forbid anyone ever make a martyr of a, like uh, an innocent black guy who gets smirked by like you know gang violence but then again that would likely cause the media to talk, talk about black on black violence and god forbid that ever gets into the fucking news right and if it does the black guy was a white supremacist, and don't you fucking question that narrative. Yeah, isn't that the weirdest thing too about the timeline? It's like, due to the ever increasing confusion of the world, I regret to inform you that Cubans are now white supremacists. I don't know how we got here. I just blame the Fourteenth Amendment. To to be to be completely honest, we gave them the right to vote, and everybody got all emotional and shit. I mean, just look at the pride flag. It has an identity crisis every week, just like the people it represents. Oy they. But let's get into it. Law enforcement sources told Fox News. Every uh, red hat wearing groomers news network. Fox News that the grand jury indicted Penny on at least one of the charges. Now we're going to watch this little uh, little clip here. Grand Jury Indicts Penny in Subway Chokehold Case by Carrie Bonnet.
1: ...concerning uh, Daniel Penny and these manslaughter uh, charges against him. uh, (laughs) And we're hearing from a number of sources here that a grand jury has decided to charge him, indict him on on at least one of those counts. Uh, Brian Yannis has more for us on this, Brian. Hey Neil, that's right. Two sources confirmed with Fox News that Daniel Penny, the Marine veteran, has been indicted in the chokehold case and the chokehold death of 30 year old Jordan Neely. Now we don't know exactly uh, if the exact charges. We do know that Penny was facing the second degree manslaughter charge and that the Manhattan district attorney's office believed that they had enough evidence, videos and witness testimony to indict him and to charge him on this second degree manslaughter charge, which in New York means uh, that they believe that Penny recklessly caused the death of Jordan Neely when he put him in that chokehold on that subway train on May 1st. Uh, Of course, look, the bar was low for a grand jury to indict someone there's a reason why they say you can indict a ham sandwich you needed just 12 of the 23 people in this grand jury to agree that there was enough evidence in this case and enough reasonable cause to believe that a crime had been committed here and that is what uh sources tell fox news happened they They voted to indict because they believe that there is enough evidence and reasonable cause here for this case to move forward. And that means that there's going to be a trial and the jury will then decide whether or not he is guilty or or not. Um, And so that is the latest that we have. We expected this to happen today. And it did.
0: Okay, oops, close that out and moving on, according to The New York Post, The exact charges will not be unsealed until later. Until later court date, Penny was initially arrested and charged with second-degree murder. Penny allegedly placed Neely in the chokehold after Neely threatened passengers on an Uptown F train on May 1st. According to the eyewitness accounts, the former Marine also placed Neely in a recovery position after making sure he was still breathing. See, that's what I'm talking about. He was thrashing. Up until he just wasn't here anymore. So again, you know, if he already has, if he has a lot of stimulants in his system, be it fentanyl, crack, meth, whatever the fuck you get off the streets, that really good fucking Maui Waui bullshit that you get with the crystals and the, and the ooey gooey, got to do that really good dab with it, you know that real ooh no cap for real for real smoke shit. Maybe he's on that good stuff, but either way, you know too much of that in his bloodstream. Plus, you know, threatening people, tweaking out, and then getting, you know. You know subdued even if the subdue isn't going to kill you and, and again i'm not saying this to put anything on Jordan on neely but with all the excitement and everything heart starts racing it's already beating more than it normally would naturally at a higher rate and then all of a sudden just all that pop gone but I, again i haven't seen any article that mentions anything about uh like like a toxicology report and uh, a drug analysis and I, I really hope so. I really hope that the body hasn't been buried or cremated so that I can still get done. Because if not, a lot of potential evidence just went to waste. One witness said that Neely had been, threat, had been threatening violence against one witness. All of them, really. Threatening violence other than one person from what I've seen. Maybe we'll, we'll get into that, actually. Against the train car passenger saying, quote, he said, I don't care. I'll take a bullet. I'll go to jail. Because he would kill people on the train. He said, quote, I would kill a motherfucker. I don't care. I'll take a bullet. I'll go to jail. Yo, sick remix, bro. It was hard as fuck. Just like your heartbeat, actually. Penny spoke out over the weekend about the day saying that he was, quote, trying to protect passengers from Neely. Now, don't forget. Remember, again, it's one of those clips I'm not going to pull up today, but we talked about it before. There was a woman who was actively getting sexually assaulted on train and no one took action. And we all sat back and said, well, where is somebody to take action? Wouldn't somebody do anything? And it's like, finally, someone did something. And now you get to see what happens to someone who actually says no to the social decay, decay around them. You know, some people just are not comfortable sitting back watching Rome Decay Part 2 in real time. They want to they scream against it, like, like, be like, you know, i got to take action. I can't just sit back and watch people going about their life. There, there, there's women, there's husbands, there's kids, brothers, sisters, so on and so forth. And then there's this one crazy motherfucker who, due to whatever unfor- unfortunate circumstances in his life, and now with Jordan Ely specifically, it seems as if his mother in 2019 was killed, and that led him down like a, a, a drug abuse and stuff. But homie, we're coming up on 10-year anniversary of that shit. That's not, not an excuse for being a man in your 30s with a criminal record, tweaking on a train, threatening to kill people. So it's like, you're in, but keep in mind, the person working this is a uh, Soros-backed AG, and we all know his name, it's Alvin Braggs. He's been working this case since the very beginning, and we, that's what made me say, oh yeah, he's going down, unfortunately. He appeared to be on drugs, Penny said, quote, the door is closed, and he ripped his jacket off and threw it at the people sitting down uh, to my left. I was listening to music at the time. And I took my headphones out and I heard what he was yelling, quote, The three main threats that he repeated over and over were, quote, I'm going to kill you. I'm prepared to go to jail for life. I'm willing to die. Again, sick fucking beat. Penny said it was, quote, a scary situation and that he was, quote, scared for himself. But that looking around at the women and the children on the train, he could, quote, just couldn't sit still. Breaking Daniel Penny speaks out for the first time. Uh, rewind this. This is from June 11th. So it's a little bit older. Like I said, we have an article after this to get into. Daniel Penny speaks out for the first time after uh, placing Jordan Elian Chokehold on New York City subway, which resulted in his death. Again, uh, it seems to have resulted in his death. I'm not really comfortable with that until I have like a drug toxicology. I want to know what was in this guy's system.
2: East Village in Manhattan, so I take the subway multiple times a day. In this is since I was coming from school. I got out of class around 2.15, and I took the, J Street, I was at J Street Metro Tech, took the uptown F train. Um, at 2nd Avenue, um, a man came on, stumbled on, he was, appeared to be on drugs. Um, the doors closed, and he ripped his jacket off and, violent, and threw it at the people sitting down to my left. I was listening to music at the time, uh, And he was yelling so i took my headphones out to hear what he was yelling and the three main threats that he repeated over and over was i'm gonna kill you i'm prepared to go to jail for life and i'm willing to die you know this is a this was a scary situation and uh mr nearly came on he was he was threatening he's he's i'm six two and he was taller than me so it was and there's a common misconception that Marines don't get scared we're actually taught uh one of our core values is courage and Courage is not the absence of fear, but how you handle fear. And, you know, I was scared for myself, but I looked around, I saw women and children. He was yelling in their faces, saying, saying these threats. I couldn't just sit still. Some people say that I was holding on to Mr. Ely for 15 minutes. This is not true. I mean, between stops is only a couple minutes. So the whole interaction less, less and less than five minutes. Some people say I was trying to choke him to death which is also not true. I was trying to restrain him. Uh, you can see in the video, there's a clear rise and fall of his chest, indicating that he's breathing. I'm trying to restrain him from him being able to carry out the threats. And then some people say that this is about race, which is absolutely ridiculous. I didn't see a black man threatening passengers. I saw a man threatening passengers. A lot of whom were people of color. A man who helped restrain Mr. Neely was, was a person of color. Uh, a few days after the incident, I, I read in the papers that uh, a woman of color came out and called me a hero. What I don't believe that I'm I'm a hero, but uh, she was one of those people that I was trying to protect. We were all scared. Mr. Neely was yelling in these passengers' faces, and they looked terrified. Um, the reason why there was no video at the start of the altercation was because people were too afraid getting away from him, and the the didn't the videos didn't start until. They saw that situation was under control. I knew I had to act and I acted in a way that would protect the other passengers, protect myself and protect Mr. Neely. I used this hole to restrain him and I did this by leaving my hand on top of his head to control his body. You can see in the video there's a clear rise and fall of his chest indicating that he was still breathing and I'm calibrating my grip based on on the force that he's exerting and um, I just, I I mean, I was trying to keep him on the ground until the police came. I was praying that the police would come and take this situation, uh, take this situation over. I didn't want to be put in that situation, but I couldn't just sit still and let, let him carry out these threats.
0: Hey, everybody. You know, everyone loves a hero, but no one, you know, everyone also enjoys watching a hero fall, don't they? At least if you're a really bad person, you do. And the people who are throwing this guy behind bars and doing everything they can to persecute him as hard as possible are some of the worst people our society has to offer. And unfortunately, these people are in positions of extreme power. And again, to reiterate, these people love nothing more than to watch a good guy suffer because they love. I don't know. You know, usually, like, you can think, you can put to like a financial incentive, right? But sometimes it's like, is it just for votes? Like, it can't just be for votes, right? It can't just be for virtue signaling. There's gotta be a, a, a deeper reason that people are so hell-bent to throw anyone who stands up for anything behind bars, right? Or any reason they can find a shit on truth from such magnitude at kites. It's insane. Like, in Alvin Bragg's case, we know Soros finances, but... Like, the jury. Like, I don't know. I I feel like just from looking at the outsets of the case, looking like right in on this, like, what compels a jury of people who are supposedly just, you know, regular Joe Schmo New Yorkers who got jury duty? What compels them to look at the footage and and, and hear testimonies from people? I don't know. Perhaps testimonies haven't even really been heard. It's just, I mean, the testimonies would have to be just from like Jordan and stuff. I don't know if they would call witnesses at this point. I'm not like an expert or anything like that on that on this level, but I don't know. It's just weird to like you all. You all seen the same footage I did. Anyway, speaking out late on Monday, Penny said the incident had nothing to do with race. I judge people based. We already read, got through, through all that. I base or I judge people based on their character, not on. <laughs> I'm not a white supremacist, Penny said. "Quote, I mean it's." It's a little bit comical. Everybody who's ever met me can tell you I love all people. I love all cultures. You can, tell, you can tell by my past and my travels and adventures around the world. I was actually planning a road trip through Africa before this happened. Yeah. Neely was a homeless man who had been arrested more than 40 times including for numerous assaults on subway passengers. One passenger called Penny a hero, added and adding that, quote, it was self-defense and I believe in my heart that he saved a lot of people that day that could have gotten hurt. Again, you're in the jury and, and you hear that this guy has a criminal record where he's assaulted people over, you know, he's been arrested 30 plus times. I just, you know, I'm just keep thinking like the jury would have had to have been shown this information. Like, there's no way that Daniel's defense didn't bring any of this up. And they still said, "Mm, fuck that guy. One passenger called Penny a hero, adding that, quote, It was self-defense, and I believe in my heart, that he saved a lot of people that day, and that could have gotten, and, and he saved a lot of people that day, that could have gotten hurt. I was worried a little funkily. I'm also a little retarded. The woman slammed Bragg's decision to bring forth charges against Penny as well as politicians like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez for jumping up and down and feeling all this, and feeling all this venom. Okay, I want to make sure. Towards Penny saying, quote, there was AOC saying that this gentleman was was lynched. Why would she do that? Because she's a lying, vindictive cunt. I mean, think about all the guys she had allowed you to get good tips. Because if you read the Yelp review from the bar she worked at, she was a pretty terrible bartender. She's supposed to be for all the people. Mm, Well, consider this your wake-up call. The fundraiser for Penny's legal fees was set up through Give, Send, Go. Not a bad choice, actually. And has raised $2.8 million. That's wonderful. Quote, I hope that they raise more because it's going to cost a pretty penny—no pun intended—to get this young man justice. The woman added, "Likely a a a woman of a of of any number of minority groups, if I had to guess." Saying this, it again, like I said, there was one person who came out and said, "Well, you know, he's lying." So if you look over at the scroll bar, you'll see we're halfway through this article for a reason. This guy, they give him a full interlude here in the New Yorker, and the New Yorker is an absolute fucking rag. And again, this guy, I, I, there's one person who says Daniel Neely. He's, he's he's labeled as a witness. I only know about him because people on Twitter are saying that he testified, and if he did, it's absolute bullshit because this motherfucker was not on the train cart. I'll just read you a little bit of this article, just so you get the idea. The only person saying Jordan Neely deserves deserves everything he gets, or uh, deserves uh, Daniel Penny deserves everything he gets. I'll, I'll, I'll read you a little bit. "Quote me and my friend James. I don't know this motherfucker. Anyway, we're on our way home. My home, a supportive living apartment. We got the uh, we got on the up uh, on the uptown F at Second Avenue. We needed to change to the D." At preferably Broadway and Lafayette. I hate that everything happens at Lafayette. Anyway, at that next station. At first, we didn't notice that the train stopped because we were deep in conversation. We were talking about something, not paying attention to where we were at. Then we heard an announcement. The conductor saying NYPD to come to one one of the cars. I looked over. Do you hear that? NYPD to come to one of the cars. They weren't in... The car where this was going down But this guy has such a strong opinion about the situation that he showed up to the end of anyway hopping down here a little bit i said quote oh we got transferred anyway so let's get off the train and go check out what's going on over there we were maybe four or five cars down we went up there to, we went up where it was happening there was a whole bunch of people crowding around the train cars some people filming I had to squeeze in through and take a look. Pretty intimidating scene. I looked. I didn't know anybody at the time. I didn't know anything about any of these people. I didn't know that Jordan Neely was, a home, was homeless. I didn't know that Daniel Penny was an ex-Marine. I saw Penny holding Neely by, by the neck and the other guy holding on to Neely as if he was still resisting. Neely was, start, was starting off, but honestly, at that moment, I didn't know how long they had him down. Or had him, sorry. Down was a accidental editorial of my own. The way they were holding him, it was as if they were... Uh, as if... As if they had just had the craziest fight or something. Well, it's almost like you weren't there, but you seem to have a lot of really strong opinions about something you weren't there for. My god, buddy, you're, you're not too different than those motherfuckers on Twitter. Had these little, like, whoa, on behalf of people I know who are totally real people. Fuck you. You're that type of, I don't know if anybody here ever listens to Dave Cook. Dave Cook has a great joke about witnessing a car accident. And there's that guy who was scrubbing, cleaning a dish. He always has to come out and be part, part of the police investigation. You know what I'm talking about? So this is who this motherfucker reminds me of. Just a little sniff it. A little My sniff kitchen,
1: it. and I heard it, so I came out. You were in the living room. I was in my kitchen cleaning a dish. I heard it. I came out. What? You were in your basement. He was in his living. I was in my kitchen cleaning a dish. I was really cleaning and I heard it, so I came out. What shoes? No, no, fuck shoes. <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Listen to this guy with shoes. <laughs> you shoes over here.
3: And everyone always wants to be a part of the, like the police. You know what I mean? We always want to be involved
2: we want to talk to the cops whenever they come near you you know officer sounds familiar don't it guys if it helps in your investigation I was in my kitchen and I heard it so I came out (laughs) I will testify in court I was cleaning a dish I will bring the dish as exhibit A and this guy he was in
1: his basement tell him what you told me tell him what you told me
0: tell him what you told me (laughs) James on the way home taking the F train to Lafayette
1: that's not what he told me he's lying that's not what you told me
0: (laughs) Uh, you know, so many people hit shit on Dane Cook, but I I honestly miss this poor guy. But you get the idea, right? This guy wasn't there. He rolled up to the end of the situation, and this guy is getting media attention. He's being given CNN platforms. He's being put on to give interviews. He's getting articles written about him. And he's telling this whole story about, oh, well, you know, I just tried... Just as my train arrived, the police showed up, and I told them to do CPR on him, and then I left. But like I said... I didn't think he was dead because they were saying he was breathing. It's upsetting as fuck. <laughs> it's ruining my life right now. Oh, man, I'm alive and my life's ruined. Man, this motherfucker Jordan Neely, man. I, I, I've i told this story before. When I was in high school, there was this kid who fucking killed himself. I'll be real with you. I didn't know this motherfucker. I don't care. Like, like for real, I didn't know this kid. Never, never really talked to him. He was one of those kids I saw in the hallway, right? But this kid killed himself, and, you know, the news comes in, and everybody's rushing to be on the fucking TV. Dude, I saw kids who actively gave this kid shit in the hallways, because he was one of those weird kids that had, like, you know, the dog tag chain-type tails hanging from their belt loop. He was a weird one of them type, like, not furry, but, like, half-furry emo kid type. Anyway, 2014 high schoolers, you get the idea. Now... They they off themselves. News comes in. They're like, "We're at the scene of the tragic accident." Motherfucker like parked himself in his car garage or some shit. I don't remember the details or any of it because again, I didn't know the kid. I didn't pretend to know him, but, you know, I'm just there, waiting for some lunch, and of course, they're doing the, the new shit during the lunchroom. so they have all the kids, and they're interviewing kids, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, I knew him so well, you know, we've known each other for 97 years, and we went back to fucking Vietnam together, it was, you know, me and Charlie buried him, it was great, man, and they got to me, and I was like, yeah, I don't fucking know him, sorry, and they're like, well, how, how, how do you feel about it? You can probably find this, if you can, uh. uh you can probably find this. If I can find, it, I'll, I'll upload it. It's, maybe it didn't get uploaded. I was like, yeah, I didn't know And They're like, well, how do you feel about it? I'm Like indifferent. I kind of just want to get my lunch. And they quickly pulled the microphone away from me and walked away. Started interviewing other kids who immediately did the the waterworks and shit. It's like, no, I didn't. I didn't know the kid. Sorry. Uh, just kind of. I'm just kind of get this this fucking soggy, sad Little Caesars pizza. Thanks. Ah, uh, check this out. Quote. This is a racist, disgusting attack on a beloved black homeless street performer. Yo, we was Kangs and shit. Even if he wasn't a beloved street performer, we'd love him anyway. Because he's black, dog. Yo, we be loving every black person up in here. For real. Go fuck yourself, man. You show up, you're barely there, and then you immediately play the race card like you're some fucking discount walmart reverend al sharpton type motherfucker I-, I really have no patience for these trifling piece of shit motherfuckers that have nothing to do with the story at hand but they inject themselves and because they inject themselves in a story that had nothing to do with them they're immediately given a microphone and a platform to go off on that being said like i said i want to give attention to the one i'll put a link to that article in the description below if you really want to go read the whole thing we- we- you can go do that but to wrap this up, let's get to this article right here. Daniel Penny's incident won't change the roots of the New York subway crime crisis by Nicole Glezenis, June 15th, 2023. If you need more evidence that charging Daniel Penny with manslaughter won't make a difference to the three-year-old subway crime crisis, look no further than Subway Today's the same news. Sorry. Restart. Look no further than the same day's news. Another slain on the train, the fifth this year, and the third with the alleged killer claiming self-defense. Now we quell danger on the trains. Until we quell danger on the trains, we won't stop people from reacting to the danger. Hours before a Manhattan grand jury indicted Penny Wednesday for the death of Jordan Neely on the F-Train in May. Deadly chaos unfolded in the Brooklyn J train. Yet another disturbing, disturbed man with a violent history. 36 year old, uh, Devector, uh, Odrego paced the car, removing his shirt and menacing passengers. One witness said he threatened to e- erase someone. Police say, Odrego, ah, had a stroke thing that punched a woman. The woman's, campa- uh, the woman's companion, Jordan Willis, 20, fatally stabbed erduego He, like Penny, faces a manslaughter charge. See, and the difference is there, like, with a knife, you can even, like, again, this guy is an absolute fucking hero for responding the way that he did. But even then, like, the knife adds a different layer to it, too, right? Interesting they're being charged the exact same They both shouldn't be facing any fucking charges. With one difference, Williams, who is black, spent two nights in jail awaiting arraignment, whereas Penny, who is white, remained free. Haw. Gee, could it have something to do with, like, the one having the weapon on the scene versus the one not having an armed weapon on the scene? Yeah. An investigation was carried out, and then they arrested him later on. Again, like the, the weapon. Also... There's a, a law in most states where you're not allowed to carry a blade that's over 3 inches, 3 to 4 inches in most states. So depending on the size of the pocket knife, that could also be cause for arrest. But, again, article does make valid points. Give it a second. Quote, This is under a criminal justice, justice system progressives consider reformed. I will say, every other outlet, when they do this, they always uh do... Let, let me ask this woman, right? She wants to bring race into it, right? Black guy getting arrested. White guy glamour shots. I'm just kind of saying. You could have picked both of them getting perp walked. Or neither of them getting perp walked. So you want to complain about race. Uh, I find it interesting you put the brother in handcuffs. You bitch by the white man being free. And you yeah, guys glamour shots up there. Looking like a. Uh, looking like. V- Vigilante by Balenciaga. And Penny. Uh, befitted. For, from support. F- benefited. From support and donations from around the world, meaning he can afford to go to trial. Yes, well, because of his skin tone, he got all the press attention. Not anything else to do with the case has anything to do with it other than the uh, media's obsession with it. Williams' case risks being lost, just like another subway dispute homicide, minority on minority, unless national conservatives take him up, too. Well, it's not just conservative media talking about this. it's everyone talking about this story specifically as having no idea but to defend himself and others he may be forced to find uh to be financially con uh forced by financial considerations to take a plea. progressives have no intent in williams have no interest in Williams, but they also. Williams' case risks being lost, just like another subway dispute, homicide minority-on-minority. Unless national conservatives take him up, too, as having no choice but to defend himself and others, he may be forced by financial consideration to take a plea. Progressives have no interest in Williams, but they are pleased. They... My fucking... Unless national conservatives take him up, too, as having no choice but to defend himself and others, he may be forced by financial considerations to take a plea. Progressives have no interest in Williams. But they are pleased the grand jury indicted Penny because they see it as racial justice, holding a white man accountable for killing a black man. Fine, it's up to a trial jury to decide whether he's guilty. But by focusing on punishment, by focusing on punishment and not prevention in Penny's case, all progressives have done is ensure more minority men are killed on the train and other minority men are charged in their killings. If ultimately you would think, well, here's the thing, right? There's no such thing as blind justice. It's been a myth. The idea that there's an unbiased judge or an unbiased court in this country is an absolute fucking myth. That woman, the statue of justice, she's never been blindfolded because let me tell you something. If the justice system was truly fair and unbiased, you would know the verdict of every court case before you walked into it. But you don't. Why? Because every judge, while perhaps trained in the exact the same school, comes from a different background with their own unique and different understanding of the constitution and the law at hand so you can have judges swing wildly from good to bad activist judge to a political judge the idea of justice being blind is a make-believe construct that the american people have believed as a phony fucking fairy tale for far too long that's why you have to have elected judges these appointed judges are a fucking joke all judges need to be elected through, like, appoint uh, elected officials, and they should be able to be fired through call to votes. The fact that a lot of these judges just get on the bench and they sit there forever through appointee is fucking disgusting. That's how you get so many corrupt, broken judicial systems in this country to begin with. I mean, how many judges get sloppy toppy behind the scenes to get a certain verdict out? It's not an uncommon thing. Sup, uh, allegedly. You know, I was going to name a name, I might get in trouble. I wouldn't want to run any, uh, any, uh, a file with judges who have the same name as uh, guys who say Bazinga Big Bang There, That would be a shame, right? Judge Sheldon. Oops. Moving on. Most deadly subway disputes, including self-defense clips I mean allegedly, uh, reflect subway demographics that is minority on minority. That's the case. Man, fireworks are just going off in the background. Crazy. God bless America. After all, June is American Greatness Month. That's that's the case. Not do you hear this? Wow. Anyway, that's the case. Not just the newest one, but the year's first claim of, but the year's first claim of self-defense. In April, 25-year-old Mark Smith stabbed 18-year-old Isaiah Col- Colazzo to death on the Brooklyn D train after a dispute, asking from uh, sorry, dispute arising from the fact that Cazillo's friend pulled the emergency brake. Well, you should get your ass beat for that one. A grand jury refused to indict Smith, agreeing that he acted in self-defense, but none before he got entangled in the criminal justice system. Progressives usually love root cause systemic problems. So you would think they'd see three claims of self-defense homicides on the subway in three months, as a systematic problem with a root cause right the problem isn't whether any of william smith or penny was justified in these deadly actions it's that we have five dead men on subways this year and most would be alive if we were securing subways as we did until 2019 it also wouldn't hurt to allow people to carry fucking guns new york I know you guys were forced by constitutional edict to become a shall issue state, but you guys are some prohibited-ass motherfuckers. I mean tighter than a nun at a fucking Chippendales concert, you know what I mean? So how would you get a little bit more looser like your aunt at a barbecue? Ortego's killing Tuesday is the 30th subway homicide since March 2020. And, uh, well, all the ones in 2020 were actually from COVID. Fun fact. Allegedly. Supposedly. To someone allegedly who remained unnamed, allegedly uh, dead Biden whistleblower most likely before 2020. It took 15 years for 30 people to be killed on trains. Though subway robberies and assaults are down uh, the past few months, homicides are uh, accelerated. Well, you know a soul's worth a lot more, so you can just harvest those from seven killings each in 2020 and 2021 to 11 last year we are tolerating more and more subway disorder, and some of it inevitably turns deadly. To access disorder, to excesses disorder, look at fare evasion stats. Fare evasion went from an estimated less than 4% uh, of riders in 2019 to more than 11% this year, and it's going to just double every year. We know so far, for 30 years, that when people uh, stopped fare beaters, you stop disorderly people before they terrify a train full of people. probably should have said but what do I know? I'm dyslexic. She said dyslexic. Oh, well. People who aggressively beg, who rant, that they will go on and kill someone, who punch or slash strangers, who stick needles in their arms in view of other passengers, did not pay their fares. Yeah, but, uh, what a conclusion to draw. It is government's job to aid severely mentally ill. I don't think you want the government in charge of people's mental health. I mean, look at everything else they're in charge of. Does it really work out very well? Yeah. Anyway, but whether the state or the city do that job, the severely mentally ill do not belong in the subway where people can escape them. Again, the second amendment kind of comes to mind. Police are writing more tickets for fare evasion through April, 45% more than 2019. But it's not enough to reduce the disorder, or city allow uh, the city allowed to fester for over three years. It also doesn't help that with prosecutors not criminally enforcing, uh, oops, sorry, uh, not criminally enforcing recidivist fare beating. A civil fair evasion write up is just a paper. T- is just a paper tigger. It's a weird use of the word tigger. Mm. Anyway, hey, what did they? Uh, what do they call the black version of the bouncing cat thing from Pooh Bear? Uh, would it still be Tigger, or would we call him, uh, n- even before 2019, half the tickets went unpaid, reduced the fear pervading the subway, and you reduced chances that people react to disorder to defend themselves, whether justifiably or not. I would also argue that if you allow people to, fire, to carry firearms, open carry, concealed carry, whatever, everyone knew that people had guns, that would also incentivize, you know, psychos to be in their best behavior. I gave this example before, but have any of you ever been to like a dojo or where they do martial arts or UFC or fight training you go to there you're notice people tend to be on very on their very best behavior not a lot of people walk around talking shit at dojos same kind of kind of same kind of thing like you might see people playfully messing with each other amongst friends at like a gym or at a dojo but you're not gonna see people outwardly talking shit or acting a fool. why? because in a dojo there is always somebody more trained than you. There is always somebody, and usually more than one somebodies, who are going to fuck you up for acting a fool in a dojo, at a mixed martial arts training facility. Hell, man, even at a skateboard park, you might get a fucking truck to the back of the head if you act a fool. And that's because there's social enforcement. The Second Amendment allows social enforcement, but hey... Anything but allowing people to protect themselves, right? So they have to rely on the state for that protection so the state can keep extracting more and more wealth with diminishing returns from the civilians that they rob of their fucking income. How about this government? Tax these fucking nuts, bitch. But let's read these comments, shall we? CW. Christian Weston Chandler, is that you? Anyway, glad he was released without bail for now, but he never should have faced charges. Agreed. If there are no police presence, people will have to defend themselves and others. No one should have to sit and be attacked or watch others be attacked for fear of arrest. Absolutely not. <laughs> what a great fucking name, my man. The homeless are Satan's foot soldiers. New woke laws say everyone is sit is a sitting duck. <laughs> yo my man your comic glows in the fucking dark new woke law says everyone is a sitting duck be evil must be prepared top priority for the left I mean not entirely wrong but what a fucking name if he was black the other guy and the other guy was white they would have dropped the charges like the black subway stabber in another story in the other story today yep uh, and that is from Pharaoh Chromium Interesting name. Sounds like some kind of prod rock, soul patch type of performer. Anyway, B.A. Wow. So now, it's against the law to defend yourself. Buddy, in New York, it's always been against the law to defend yourself. Come on, my man. Come on. We'll get with the times. Since Rudy I left office and the towers fell, New York has not been the city so nice they named it twice. That place is a fucking dump. Though, I can plug one particular part if you're kind of ballsy. Uh, in a little part of Dutchess Ca- uh in, in New York, there's a place called Dutchess County. And in Dutchess County, there's a thing called Onion Town. That is your homework. Look into Onion Town. Have fun with it. Don't go there. I tried once. They will shoot at you. They will chase you out of that town with pickup trucks. I am not fucking kidding. Onion Town, New York. Police don't even go there, dog. If a rioter, regardless of their race, went into Onion Town, they would never come out. At all. And the police would not investigate it. I guarantee it. Anyway, that's your homework. Look into Onion Town. There's a reason why you've never heard of it. It's not the hills have eyes, but it's mm, it's something. Anyway, let's see. This man served his country and probably saved the lives of himself and the people on that subway. And now he's going to prison. This situation was going to escalate regardless uh, because the guy he put in a headlock was threatening people. This is a disgrace. This is just like someone killing a burglar. Well, this isn't... The, the scenario you're about to talk about does happen all the time. Burglar in his or her home and going to prison for it. Criminals in this country have more rights than we do. Yeah, especially when it comes to states that steal your guns. Hey, uh, my friend, let me ask you something. When it comes to gun laws, who follows them? The same... Good, law-abiding people who follow laws anyway. So, if guns are illegal and law-abiding citizens won't own them, hey, what do we call people who don't care about the law and will own things that are illegal and take it, and use these illegal objects to take advantage of people who are good, law-abiding citizens underneath the boot of a state? Oh yeah, we call them criminals. We call them that, uh, dum-dum, because they, uh, they don't follow the fucking law yeah so you know like how al capone got liquor even though it was illegal and he had like a whole like i mean al capone is incredibly based new york was safer under his rule than any other rule in in american history so don't get me wrong but still criminals will always find a way around the laws to get the firearms and use those to take advantage of the law by citizens who will follow the law just to be left alone gun laws don't work all gun laws are an infringement what about common sense gun laws did i stutter bitch now let's continue this comment i agree with your overall sentiment it's just i'm kind of perturbed by the sense of surprise you emanate with your comment anyway criminals in this country have more rights than we do when they are breaking into our homes and trying to harm us in public this right here is everything that is wrong with america right now definitely agree with that comment but yeah, that being said, I mean, you know, this is where we stand today with New York. And following what goes on these subways isn't anything new for me, so I'm going to leave a link to some of my past uh, content here. For example, Frank R. James has been arrested and charged with subway shooting in Brooklyn. Over here, a retired former federal agent possibly knew about Buffalo shooting and Democrats call for banning body armor. Because a man taking the F train to a farmer's market while in plain sight of all these people... Just put together an AR-15 with all kinds of fun accessories, but I wanted banned that week. Who was Jordan Neely before death, and where were the left when twenty-seven others were killed on the subway? Over here, nine-one-one flooded reports of gun uh, of a gun the night Neely died. BLM riots and people injured. Jordan Neely's death ruled a homicide as New York City streets and subways filled with protesters and rioters. So we've been covering this story pretty closely, even though there haven't been many updates from this channel on this topic. But that being said, I'm going to wrap it up here. I've been your host, James Madison, and I will talk to you guys on Tuesday.
3: On 4chan, which is some sort of website that's basically not very moderated, and it's kind of the website of last resort for people who want to get information out there, but can't because everything is so completely censored at this point. So even on 4chan, the moderators quickly took these links down, but internet users are already seeding the contents of the backups on torrent sites.
0: Hey, welcome back to Inside 4Walls, I'm your host James Madison, and I mean, anyone surprised? I'm sorry is anyone shocked but here's the thing there was some punishment i hold on this isn't the fucking well but Italy. hear me out the best thing silver lining right i'm here to peddle the hopium the copium whatever you want i'm your guy you know what are you buying so it confirms because he pled guilty he took a plea deal right Hunter Biden won't be charged with any money laundering, bribery, or trafficking after a slap on the wrist plea deal. Which, look, this is more fodder for your arguments. Now, sure, but he's he's not behind bars. Fine. Look, same thing I'm gonna to pedal to the people who are like, the 2020 election. Look, I, I sympathize. I understand it. I get your righteous indignation. But folks, this is ammunition now. Focus on it as such. Oh yeah. Well, if he didn't do it, why did he take a plea deal? Well, you, well, look, it was a no what? It's Biden's DOJ. Look, bare minimum, we didn't get what we wanted, but Homie's guilty of something. It's something to add to the pile. The laptop, well, they said the laptop wasn't real, but look at that now. Even CNN, well, the laptop's not, okay, yeah, well, why is CNN, MSNBC, every one of these mainstream outlets of the people who are still trying to cope and see about the fucking laptop not being real, read and depend on and It's like, oh, well, here's the thing. Laptop's real according to the very outlets that you cope and depend on. I don't understand people's loyalty as I read mostly uh, New York Post. But look, to my credit, I do read articles from other outlets. On the show, nonetheless. It's just lately, when it comes to covering the Bidens, you know, the New York Post was on top of it when it came to the laptop story. So, I'm going to stick to the New York Post when it comes to kind of reporting. I fact check them. I get on their case all the fucking time. Well, maybe it doesn't make you... Sorry if it, there's a cut in the audio. But it doesn't make any... You, you know, if you not behind bars, what's the point of you even talking about it? Bullying purposes. Obviously. Homie, look. Well, I'm voting for Biden 2024 because, you know, fuck everyone else. And like I said before, I have no particular loyalties here. I have certain choices already pre-made. Like, if DeSantis is the nominee for 2024, I'm going to fucking vote Robert D Jr. Why? I don't think there's anyone else that's really going to try and break down the three-letter corporations that run our country. Oh, I mean, agencies of government, not corporations, because they totally don't fucking operate those like, giant corrupt corporations but all that beside the point fine whatever you want i just couldn't vote for a you know trafficker well he's up you know i couldn't vote for a guy who has Pornhub videos he sent between him and his dad it just seems a little too weird well he did just keep saying shit shit that's confirmed through the laptop through these various court cases through different news outlets and make, be like, "Go oh, fine. You want me to quit picking on you? You want me to quit talking about it? Prove me wrong. Make them do the fucking research to counter your arguments. That's really what you have to fucking do. It's a uh, a peaceful twisting of the arm, if you will. Or it's like, oh, yeah, Pete O'Pete, man. I couldn't vote for Pete O'Pete. Quit calling him that. <laughs> no, his fucking son calls him Pete O'Pete. I don't need to fucking stop calling him Pete O'Pete. No, his son doesn't. Yeah, he does. No, it, prove me wrong. Oh, yeah, I don't know, no, man. You can say what you want about Melania Trump, but you know, at least we don't have a lot of videos of her getting completely railed by a bunch of, uh, like, Russian and Ukrainian prostitutes and escorts. Hey, then you can say what you want about Don Jr., man, but, uh, hey, at least we don't have any videos of him railing and doing lines of coke off these uh, mail-order and online back order prostitutes. Well, that never ha- Fact-check me. Go ahead and make them do the fucking work. And then mock them when they come around to it. Now, to be honest, depending on what their attitude is, if they come back and they're like, well, you know, I just looked it up, man. And you're wrong about like if they do the fucking like hyper focused, hyper fucking like, oh, well, you know, you, you said it was a Tuesday. and It was actually like a Monday when it's like you're right. A hundred percent of everything they said was wrong, but they're gonna focus on the zero point one percent of what you said that was wrong. Fine, fuck them. They're seething and coping. Pick on them. Be like, I don't care, man. President still called Pete. I don't care, man. X, Y, and Z still there. Make them rage. Let them be mad. Or they come at you like, oh, I had no idea, man. I just looked it up. Be like, oh, it's cool, man. Hey, do you want? Like, where were you getting your information, if I can ask? Like, it it, depends on how they come back at you, but for the meantime, dude, it's fodder. Use it for what it is. People are perpetually fucking blackpilling out there, and I'm just like, what is wrong with you guys? GOP and Dems, like, look... I can give both sides enough ammunition to keep them a little bit optimistic, for fuck's sake. Anyway, Hunter Biden won't be charged with money laundering, bribery, or trafficking after slap on the wrist plea deal by Josh Christensen. June 20th, 2023, and it has been updated.
1: A little video here. So here is the breaking news regarding the president's son, Hunter. Hunter Biden apparently has reached a tentative deal with federal prosecutors to plead guilty to two minor tax crimes and admit to the facts of a gun charge under terms that would likely keep him out of jail. Mm -hmm. That's according to The Washington Post and court papers that have been filed as of today, Tuesday, June 20th, 2023. Hunter Biden, age 53, might appear in court to enter uh, a right. plea on that. Any proposed deal, I'm reading now, any proposed deal would have to be approved by a federal judge. It's not immediately clear as to whether or not Hunter Biden might appear in court to enter his guilty plea. All righty. All righty.
0: Here we are in the evergreen. Hunter Biden appears to have ducked other possible charges, including money laundering, bribery, and human trafficking, as part of a plea deal. He entered into the federal prosecutors. That is likely to result in him serving zilch in the way of jail time. The president's 53-year-old son will plead guilty to two misdemeanor counts of failing to pay his federal income taxes on at least three million. Uh, on at least three million, he earned from overseas business dealings. And there you go. Well, look, man, he had all these weird overseas business dealings. I mean, he got fucking, and he got fucking found guilty of not paying taxes on this weird money he got from overseas business dealings. Oh yeah. Well, what, what was weird about it? That he was the head of. He was on this oil company. What oil? Bro, look, that's the overseas business he was on. Like, just look, like, it's the finer details. You know what I mean, folks? Make him search. Make him work for it. Make him struggle to prove you wrong. It's always like, you know. To pay, anyway, the 53-year-old plea guilty to two misdemeanor counts of failing to pay his federal income taxes on at least $3 million he earned from his overseas business dealings, and he will participate in a, are you ready? Pre-trial <laughs> diversion arrangement, really, for a felony firearm charge after he lied about his drug use on a on a gun purchasing form in 2018. I was want to say 2018. I know it's right, but we should really be saying that anyway. However, court filings revealing the deal, uh, the deal make no mention. The deals make no mention, New York Post. See what I mean? Of more serious charges, Hunter laptop indicates he exposed himself to unregistered foreign as an unregistered foreign agent. How like uh, Hunter likely violated the Foreign Agents restri- uh, f- the Foreign Agents Registration Act, FARA. Isn't that like a super fucking old old ass thing from like ever that no one no one actually uh, enforces full disclosure i'm not gonna sit here and blow smoke up your ass like i had a lot of like i had any real pre-knowledge of what farah is i have heard i've heard it talked about recently mostly on twitter and a few uh you know like you know law and crime articles by dan abrams type deals so okay farah fosters transparency by requiring that person to engage in specified activities within the United States on behalf of a foreign principal, register register and disclose those activities to the Department of Justice. The Department of Justice is required to make such information publicly available. Now, here's the real kicker to that. If they're here working on behalf of another country for, like, sketchy, evil purposes, why would they register with you? Why would they not just do what they were doing in the hopes they don't get caught? Again, all these laws and registrations really just make it easy for the bad guys to really skirt under the fucking law. Meanwhile, the people who actually commit the crimes just fucking skip, jump, and hop out of fucking prisons. Now, while uh, negotiating lucrative business deals with entities in China, Mexico, Romania, Russia, and Ukraine during and after Joe Biden's tenure as vice president with George Washington University law professor Jonathan Turley last year calling the evidence, quote, unassailable and undeniable. Well, yeah, again, these are little like, I don't know, man. He has so many of these weird business dealings in Ukraine and Russia. This is kind of weird, man. Well, well, no he didn't, I don't know, that's what this indictment said, he, he admitted to it, he admitted to, you know, not paying taxes on all his money, now there's a lot of stuff with these businesses, and there are other court cases still going on right now, so keep that in mind, this isn't the only one, this unfortunately is the result of one of the big ones going on right now, but it's not the only one in the systems. But again, really curb your enthusiasm with what you can expect here. And just use it as fodder. If you think there's no point in voting, you know, I'm not entirely disagreeing with you. But still, there's a lot of people who are really passionate about it. So, you know, if they're one of those copers who are like, well, you know, the fucking Bidens are the greatest family ever. Use this. Get under their skin with it. Just really make them rage, you know. I've been doing that. Because a lot of people have already come to me like, well, he's walking, man. That Did you get everything you wanted? I'm like, no. But, you know, at least we know it is confirmed that he didn't have overseas business dealings. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, you know, that's what it says. No, it doesn't. And then they waddle away. They read a little article. Then you don't see them again. It's nice. It's, it's it's nice. I like it. Moving on. Look at this cheesing motherfucker. I like him. He gets, you know, he gets off, uh you know goodfellas vibes not like the great way but like in the sleazy he's actually the rat kind of way you do realize goodfellas is is all is the story of a rat right like a fucking snitch a a lot of people really uh be be relating to that character anyway the then second son visited his father at least 30 times at the obama white house and at joe biden's delaware home often within days of meeting with foreign nationals according to schedule's found on his abandoned laptop others other emails from the laptop show hunter biden may have passed along funding request to then vice president joe biden from the crown prince of yugoslavia and the crown prince of saudi arabia or serbia my apologies as well as peddled access to his inf, uh, influential father to cash in on one construction contract in Colombia. Man, I uh, wonder mm. what kind of uh, business dealings Hunter may have been doing over there in Colombia. Mm. Ah, you know. Hey, but look, between cocaine and coffee, Colombia just wants to make sure you get to work on time. Quote, if Hunter, pl- if Hunter relayed the request for U.S. government assistance, then that would be a far... Re- A FARA registratable event. Craig Engel, a FARA expert and head of the political law practice at Errant Fox Schiff, Schiff told the Post in July 2022. Again, you can label it all you want. Again, like I said, the best you can hope for is for this to confirm some shit for you. And maybe there is some chance that he, you know, faces some fine, gets some jail time. But again, with the weak overwhelming uniparty rule you got you're just not gonna get much kind of like how censuring shift was like well we can censure him give him a 60 million dollar fine oh we're gonna do neither okay like come on come on the department uh the justice department sentenced paul manafort donald trump's former 2016 campaign chairman to 16 months in 2018 for fara violations stemming from his own work in Ukraine as well as 30 months more for tax and bank fraud and witness tampering. Again I have to look I I, uh, don't know why I said again I have to look into that I'm not familiar with those particular charges but again they're worth looking into I recommend you guys look into them yourselves. The improper lobbying accusations also extend to Hunter's work as a board member for Burisma Holdings as a Ukrainian natural gas company where he earned $1 million annually. The House Oversight Committee is probing claims from an FBI informant who alleged Hunter and Joe Biden each received five million, uh, a $5 million bribe to help Burisma's owner evade a corruption investigation of his own. See, again, a lot of people are like, oh, well, it's over. It's not over. Look. A, a, call me a coper if you want call me uh I, I know i use that word a lot lately it's my favorite fucking word some people really like some people are really mad about it I, it's my flavor of the week right now anyway deal with it now i don't know i really don't think uh it, again a lot of people are like well it's over how there's a lot of other lawsuits and probes and investigations going on right now not just on a federal level but also on a state level as well with him so sure, right now he's getting—he's not even getting slaps on the wrist, but this is one specific thing led by a lot of uni-party members. So that's fine. We got the results we fucking expected, and even better. Look, hey, look, he admitted that a lot of the shit's true, and he got a plea deal for it. So we know there's corrupt business dealings overseas, and he was to pay taxes on it, you know. well, blah, 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 blah. And just look at him and say, well, hey, look, they got Al Capone on tax evasion. It's an age-old saying, and it applies more than ever right here. And again, let them be angry. Money laundering. Moving on, the committee has also combed through bank records and found evidence that at least nine Biden family members received payouts from million-dollar deals that Hunter inked. That Hunter inked in China and Romania. One on the eve of the 2020 election. Hunter's former business partner Todd Bob or Tony Bobulinski. My apologies alleged that he had evidence of the one-time associate's money laundering and he would hand over evidence from, cell phone, from his cell phones to the FBI. Quote, Hunter Biden is getting away with a slap on the wrist when growing evidence uncovered by the House Oversight Committee reveals the Bidens engaged in a pattern of corruption, influence peddling, and possibly bribery. Oversight panel chair James Comer, Republican from Kentucky, said in a statement on Tuesday, <laughs> Quote, these charges against Hunter Biden and Sweetheart plea deal have no impact on the oversight committee's investigations, investigation, correction. Uh, moving on, soliciting uh, solic- solicitation of prostitution and sex trafficking other members of the committee including rep marjorie taylor green a republican from georgia and rep nancy mace a republican from south carolina i'm not familiar with her actually have said treasury department said treasury department records also show hunter's profit flowed to human uh, flowed to human trafficking rings in the us russia and ukraine the first son reportedly uh, cavorted with Eastern European prostitutes, according to suspicious activity reports viewed by the congresswoman, and photo evidence of Hunter Biden's uh, abandoned laptop. Yeah, that's where it all comes back down to. Something you can look into as your own homework if you want. Hunter Biden thinks he has a tiny dick, and he has like severe insecurities about it. Like it causes him to. You will know, do a lot of damage to his own body uh, in response to it. You know, just a little, a little ditty to go looking into. You know, he does have a Twitter account. I'm not advocating harassment. Don't do that. Don't do that. But if you were to, like, post information about the first son, information that's already publicly available, already out there, pretty readily accessible, you know, the shit he put in his laptop and posted all over social media, that kind of stuff. It doesn't hurt if you're like, Hey, Hunter, why did you say this, man? You, you know, just... I'm just saying Hunter Biden needs a lot of love and support, guys. he could use you to go you know at him on Twitter and say, Hey, nice cock you know i'm I'm just don't harass him. he needs the boys to support and encourage him, you know completely harmless, absolutely legal. Hunter Biden, I believe in you, nice cock, bud, quote the d out. That's a sound clip from this fucking show. The DOJ proved today that they are not serious about holding the Biden family accountable for crimes that they have that have been committed. No shit. Mace told the Post, "Quote: This indictment of Hunter is just a slap on the wrist. This is a sweet deal for him on a nothing burger tax charge and federal gun charges. When in fact, we have seen evidence of racketeering." Uh, Rick RICO RICO money laundering bribery prostitution rings you name it and they have yet to charge him 5 6 or 7 years later quote we do believe the house committee over the house oversight committee will refer charges on other illegal doings by hunter biden by other members of the biden family and maybe even the current president he added The Office of Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss announced the charges but added that it was, quote, its investigation is ongoing. However, Cornell Law Professor Robert Hockett told The Post Tuesday that 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 statement amounted to a prosecutorial formality. Quote, my guess would be that they have continued to probe just a sort of make sure they've gotten all the loose ends already captured and tied up. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But whether they But whether they will find more doesn't seem to be highly likely. Certainly new charges could be brought, but they would have to be brought on the basis of new evidence. Hockett added, quote, Once a judge approves the deal and it's finalized, then no additional charges can be brought later on the basis of evidentiary record that we currently have. Now, folks, what an unfortunate turn of events, right? All right, folks, watch your eyes in three, two, one. All right, let's go check out the comments, shall we? Here we go. Flaxseed oil. Ooh, that's terrible for you, says. Martha Stewart famously spent time in federal prison. For insider trading and tax evasion, Stuart was forced to pay $220,000 in back taxes and penalties to the state of New York. Not well, only that, think about Lil Wayne, man. Tons of other artists and rappers got fucked on much, less char- on much less severe charges. And even the exact same charges, and they got like a fucking hard, whole book thrown at him situation. Stewart, uh, John Smith, I wonder who he is, says, Stuart spent time in prison for obstructing obstruction of justice for lying during an investigation like Trump has been doing and not Hunter. Right. She was not charged with insider trading. Uh, Desema Desemma? Says, yes, and she's another one who should have taken a plea early on. Yeah, honestly. Again, if, you know, tax evasion. You know, don't do it. But I am sympathetic towards the, uh, towards the, uh, sense there. Anyway, Sierra Bacara? Bacaria? There's a difference in using every detail of the IRC to your favor compared to tax avoidance and fraud, as Hunter has done. Michael McDaniels says, you're an obst- you're an obstruction of justice on the room. With, a I, an emoji that apparently my computer can't do and a, uh, you know a a, a a jabby pokey thing. Oh please, four nineteen says, she went for inside trading, or she also went for inside trading. And the last our last comment on this particular episode is Geraldine, Crawitz, uh, BLM Biden Black Lives Matter. That's all. No jail, no bail. Steal from stores, taxpayers. That's okay. Our government is so corrupt. So. Like, all the banana republics they used to talk about, now it's the United States. A total failure. And it's good that someone like you knows so much about the law and so little about honesty. Woo, I think that's a nice comment to leave it on. Alright, folks. Uh, we do have a couple more episodes coming out about this today. I will try to get a couple more episodes cranked out. I, I go back to work. My... So I'm gonna try and go back to work a little bit, pick up some shifts here and there. I'm still recovering from this broken foot, but to the point where you know I'm gonna go back, uh, wrap my foot up, and go from there. All right, folks. So I shall try to get as much content out as possible, but no promises. And I shall talk to you later. Deuce.
1: Towers. He said he was doing it before he hit the ground floor. Remember what he said? He said, "I'm gonna take on those racist Mexicans." Then it come. No, that this there's never been a president. That's a lie, Joe. President. That's a lie. Oh, it is a lie. Yeah. And it was your son in the Ukraine. All right. Get, out Get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah. You're the one that offered to withhold a billion dollars to cancel a foreign relations. Son of a bitch, he got fired, right? <laughs> I'll tell
0: you what, man. It's the living, Now, hot, have ideally two articles hot, 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 And a video, hopefully. That being said, I've had a couple glitches since my last recording. Biden's DOJ breaks own guidance on charging most serious offenses to give Hunter Biden's sweetheart deal. This article is over here at the Post Millennial. Now, let's get into it. On top of failing to pay taxes, the Justice Department has charged Hunter Biden with possession of a revolver in 2018 while, quote, knowing that he was an unlawful user of an... Addict uh, of and addicted to a controlled substance, the smartest man I know, by Hannah Nightingale. Following the revelation that Hunter Biden, son of President Joe Biden is expected to plead guilty to two federal misdemeanors misdemeanor student accounts of failing to pay taxes and may get a gun possession charge dismissed as part of this deal, brett tomlin executive director of rights on of right on crime has pointed out that the biden department of justice may be violating the ashcroft memo let's get into that then shall we quote this quote this is it is the policy of the department of justice that in all federal criminal cases federal prosecutors must charge and pursue the most serious readily provable offenses or offense or offenses that are supported by the facts of the case expect except in limited circumstances authorized by the assistant attorney general of the united states attorney uh, or designated supervisory attorney the ashcroft memo states I have a video here but we're going to roll past it for a couple seconds on top of failing to pay taxes, the Justice Department has charged Biden with possessing possession of a revolver in twenty eighteen while he knew that he was an addict. He li- and lied in the background check forms in order to obtain the weapon in october twenty twenty two The FBI stated for me that there was enough evidence to charge the younger Biden with both tax and a gu- tax and gun crimes. It was then up to the U.S. Attorney in Delaware to decide whether or not to file those charges. The maximum penalty for the charges is 10 years in jail and a $250,000 fine. But in this case, the DOJ will likely be dismissed if certain conditions are met. Meaning that the DOJ is not pursuing the most serious, quote, the most serious readily provable offense or offenses that are supported by the facts of this case. Right here, Brett L. Tomlin. We've already read the tweet, but if you want to see it right there, moving on. And the tweet he's originally replying to is from Tom Winter, and it says, Breaking. NBC News. Federal charges have been filed against Hunter Biden in a case involving taxes and gun possession charge. He is expected to plead guilty to the tax charges only. He is expected to get a pretrial diversion. For the gun charge, to which Brett, uh, Brett L. Tomlin, at uh, Tolman, or, yeah, Tolman Brett on Twitter, DOJ is violating its own internal policies. Um, you mean the government violating its own investigation laws against itself? Oh, unheard of. Shocking. Wow. Much surprise. Wow. Such intrigue. Moving on. The Ashcroft memo requires they charge the quote highest provable offenses and seek uh, consistent sentences with other cases brought by the DOJ. This prosecution is an absolute laughable joke. Thou- oh sorry, thousands have been sent to prison for Ba-ba. thousands have been s- sent to prison for long terms. For these exact, for the same charges. Not wrong. You get a heart. You get a retweet. Very nice. Very based. Back to the article. You see him right here, a couple of his replies. Quote, already read that. Moving on. The violation of 18 U.S.C. Section 922G are punishable by up to 10 years in prison. The selection regulates and regulates two prohibitions on the ownership of firearms or ammunition which includes drug addicts which Biden has which Hunter Biden has been open with his struggles so stunning so brave wow more tweets from Brett L Tolman they are ignoring decades of policy and precedent to seek felonies not misdemeanors and to seek sentences within the guidelines range The diversion agreement on this felony is offensive to everyone not politically connected who sought diversions and were literally laughed at by the DOJ. Brett L. Tomlin continues to say thousands of people have been prosecuted under Project Safe Neighborhoods by the DOJ. Shit, no shit. Absolutely fucking true. God, fucking jogged a memory. I should have fucking brought that up. Anyway, by the DOJ. They brag about getting nearly five, nearly five years of prison time on average for gun cases. If they follow the policy, Hunter would be looking at a minimum of five years in federal prison. But he's a Biden. Yeah, no shit. That man is absolutely base. I have to You know what? I don't follow him. I changed that today. I follow him now. Let's continue on. Quote thousands of people, or you read that. I'm jumping down here. In one 2020 case, Iska Iska Johnson of Tennessee was sentenced to 21 months in federal prison after it was found that he is an unlawful drug user. <laughs> Come on, unlawful drug user in possession of a firearm. Tolman, in reference to 18 U.S.C. Section 924C. Said that it would be quote, easy to prove easy to prove given Hunter was disturbingly g- distir- distributing slash dealing drugs with a firearm in his possession. Such charges were brought against thousands of inner cities ac- un- inner cities across the country for the last twenty years. Mandatory minimum sentences for all except Hunter. Rolled Tolman. Yeah, not to mention, not to fucking mention. 94 crime bill written by who was it both and voted in by bill clinton but written by who specifically joe fucking biden moving on and he brags about it too let's see is it just more is it more tweets oh okay we're coming up to the end of this article take a uh continuing take a look at 18 usc 924c charges easy to prove given hunter was distributing slash dealing drugs with a firearm in his possession such charges were brought against thousands of inner cities across the country for the last 20 years mandatory minimum sentences for all except hunter since hunter's brandished his firearm during the commission of during the commission of a drug crime he would be looking at a mad a mandatory minimum of 7 years in federal prison DOJ could also add on top mandatory minimum prosecution of child pornography if any Of the girls were underage. Plus, on top of that, years of years for tax evasion. Tolman concluded since Hunter already read that. So let's hop over here. Try this video.
3: Welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. This is a Fox News Alert. One of the most extraordinary moments in the history of social media is unfolding right now as we speak, and it began when Elon Musk took control of Twitter. When he bought the company, he promised to reveal its corruption, the extent to which Twitter had engaged in politically motivated censorship, including the unlawful, the illegal censorship of American citizens at the direction of the US government. Well, tonight, less than an hour ago, Musk began to make good on that promise. Twitter shared a trove of internal documents with Matt Taibbi of Substack. Those documents are coming out again as we speak, and what they prove so far is very serious. Those documents show a systemic violation of the First Amendment, the largest example of that in modern history. These documents show that, among other things, political officials in the Democratic National Committee were directing censorship at Twitter ahead of the 2020 election. One Twitter official wrote on October 24, 2020, that he received, quote, an additional report from the DNC. So the DNC was telling Twitter what to pull off the site, and Twitter was complying. Next morning, to prove it, a Twitter official confirmed the post had been deleted. I grabbed the first one, that Twitter employee wrote. Twitter is also following instructions directly from the Biden campaign in the final days of the presidential campaign. One of the documents proves that officials on the Biden team routinely directed Twitter to remove posts that reflected poorly on Joe Biden. Quote, more to review from the Biden team, read one internal email from a Twitter employee just days before the 2020 election. That email included a list of several Twitter accounts that had criticized Joe Biden. The reply, quote, handled. We just checked. Those accounts remain suspended today. So Twitter was permanently censoring users at the request of the DNC and the Biden campaign. That is new. Many suspected it. Now it has been absolutely confirmed by internal documents. And of course, the New York Post Twitter account was banned. Why? Because they had a story that might have changed the outcome of the 2020 election, and Twitter knew that perfectly well. They had accurate information about Hunter Biden's laptop. The Post reporting directly implicated Joe Biden and the Biden family in an ongoing scheme to sell influence to leverage Biden's job as a government official to sell the prestige and the power of the U.S. government to China and Ukraine. That scheme, that ongoing scheme that unfolded over years, made the Biden family millions of dollars. 10% of that money was reserved, as you know, for the big guy, meaning Joe Biden. So that was information that might have changed the outcome of the election. And that is precisely why Twitter prevented its users from reading it. Twitter went so far as to block its users from privately sharing the New York Post story on Twitter direct message. So anyone attempting to share the story about Hunter Biden's laptop was told it was unsafe now, that measure, preventing users from sharing information privately, is something that Twitter reserves in normal circumstances only in the most extreme cases, Taibbi writes, like stopping the transmission, transmission of child pornography. But in this case, information that might have hurt Joe Biden's chances of becoming president were invoked. And they replied even to the sitting president's press secretary, Kayleigh McEnany. Internally, Taibbi writes, quote, the decision was made at the highest levels of the company, but without the knowledge of CEO Jack Dorsey, with former head of legal policy and trust by Gotti playing a key role. All suspected, now confirmed. Now, in public, Twitter and its many allies and the rest of the media claimed that the New York Post story violated the hacked materials policy that Twitter had on its books. But internally at Twitter, everyone understood that was just a pretext. The laptop had not been hacked.
0: But isn't I brought up before that no one talked about the hacked and leaked content policy? If that's enforced so much, why? It, uh, I, I, I say this mainly because. Look, I watch a lot of, like, videos like Tom Dark and MD Million Dollar Extreme, that kind of shit, right? So, <laughs> I also like Keemstar and whatnot. Look, I thought he was retiring. What the fuck happened? Now, anyway, oh, shit. Anyway, there's a lot of OnlyFans chicks who get their shit leaked onto Twitter, and Twitter does fuck all before and after Elon Musk took over. So, Twitter's always been so concerned about enforcing this no leaked content policy, then why the fuck are there so many OnlyFans getting their, their uh, fucking mid-tier snatch leaked all over Twitter? I'm just asking basic questions here.
3: And it wasn't of Russian origin. By the way, as of right now, it's 8.04 Eastern time. There is no evidence in this ongoing thread from Matt Taibbi that Twitter <laughs> had received confirmation from the U.S. government even that the laptop was fake or from Russia. They just made it up. According to Taibbi, one official admitted that, quote, hacking was the excuse but within a few hours, pretty much everyone at Twitter realized that wasn't going to hold, but no one had the guts to reverse it. One communications official at Twitter, Trenton Kennedy, wrote this, quote, I'm struggling to understand the policy basis for marking this, the laptop story, as unsafe. Twitter's former head of trust and safety, UL Roth, explained that Twitter had to censor the story so that Donald Trump would not be re-elected president. Quote, the policy basis is hacked material, though, as discussed, this is an emerging situation where the facts remain unclear. Given the severe risks here, And the lessons of 2016, meaning Trump could get elected, we're erring on the side of including a warning and preventing this content from being amplified. Now, this played out to some extent in public. Now we know what was happening within Twitter. But the whole country knew that something was being censored. A lot of people couldn't read it. But it was widely known that Twitter was censoring this. And so, by the way, were many other news organizations. And at that time, Twitter received a communication from a consultant in Washington who had taken an informal poll of members of Congress, Democrats. And the message this person sent to Twitter was, Democrats in Congress support the censorship. And we're quoting, they don't think the First Amendment is absolute. (laughs) In other words, sitting members of Congress were encouraging censorship to affect the outcome of a presidential election that is illegal, it is effectively election rigging, and it is a direct attack on our Bill of Rights by people who have sworn to uphold the Bill of Rights. You gotta hope someone will be held accountable for this. So back to the documents. Within Twitter, others, presumably all voting Democrats, but some with some integrity, kept raising questions about this. Former Vice President of Global Communications, Brandon Borman, asked, quote, can we truthfully claim this is part of the policy? In other words, is this consistent with the rules? Then the general counsel of Twitter, Jim Baker, that would be the former FBI general counsel, who was directly involved in the FBI's interview with Michael Flynn when his life was destroyed for political reasons, signed off on the continued censorship. The former FBI official signed off. Quote, caution is warranted, said Baker. Let's hope we hear from Mr. Baker in a congressional hearing very soon. So throughout all of this, the record shows, at least as of right now, only one elected official in the entire Democratic Party, that would be Ro Khanna of Silicon Valley, a Democrat, voicing any concern at all. So Khanna reached out to Vijay and here's what he wrote. This seems to be a violation of the First Amendment principles, and I say this as a total Biden partisan, but he was completely blown off by Vijayagadi. By the way, good for him. He's a liberal, too, but apparently sort of a real one. Within days, someone called Carl Sabo, the research from NetChoice, advised Twitter executives that on Capitol Hill, Democrats were very happy with this. They supported the censorship. So as we said, this thread exposing internal documents from Twitter as transcribed with commentary by Matt Taibbi is still ongoing. It is still flowing forth as we speak, and we'll bring you new information as it comes.
0: All right, folks, and then we have one more.
3: Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. This spring, word began to circulate in Washington that the House Oversight Committee, under its new chairman, Congressman Jamie Comer, had discovered criminal behavior after reviewing thousands of pages of the Biden family's bank records. Now, publicly, to the extent they responded at all, the White House dismissed the investigation as, of course, politically motivated. In any case, irrelevant. Hunter Biden was an adult, so his business dealings had nothing at all to do with his father, in this case, the President of the United States. But in private, everybody understood it wasn't quite that simple there has long been overwhelming evidence that Joe and Hunter Biden's financial lives are not separate at all, but deeply intertwined. In Hunter Biden's laptop, there's a suggestion that the two of them even at one point shared a bank account. And of course, Hunter Biden wrote himself that he kicked back cash from his foreign business deals to his father. He wrote that bitterly. So the Oversight Committee's investigation was potentially a disaster for the White House, a scandal, possibly even the prelude to criminal charges. So in order to get ahead of all of that, Joe Biden's handlers did the one thing they could do, They set up an MSNBC interview to preemptively whitewash whatever Jamie Comer might find. Here's the results of that. This aired on May 5th. Sir, there is something personal that's affecting you. Your son, while there's no ties to you, could be charged by your Department of Justice. How will that impact your presidency?
1: First of all, my son's done nothing wrong. I trust him, I have faith in him, and it impacts my presidency by making me feel proud of him. Okay, (laughs) time for the masterclass. For free, you can audit it.
3: Here it goes. Sir, showing appropriate respect, says the shill. There is something personal that's affecting you. Note the wording. Personal, not of public concern, nothing law enforcement might be interested in, but personal, a sad family tragedy. That's the framing. And then this, a sentence choreographed to the letter. Your son, while there's no ties to you, could be charged by your Department of Justice. Got that? Well, there's no tie to you. So the answer is, in fact, in the question. Whatever Hunter Biden goes down for, and we know he is going to be charged because MSNBC said so, but when that happens, that's Hunter's problem. It's got nothing to do with Joe Biden. Rest easy, America. Five days later, the Oversight Committee released its findings, and they were, in fact, devastating. Quote, bank records show the Biden family, their business associates, and their companies, their many companies, received over $10 million from foreign nationals and their related companies, the committee wrote. Investigators had, quote, identified payments to Biden family members from foreign companies while Joe Biden served as vice president and after he left public office. So actually, there was something there. It was a scandal racketeering, money laundering, wire fraud. Those are some of the crimes that Biden seemed to have committed, in addition, of course, to selling out the United States for cash. So what would happen to them? Well, Donald Trump had an idea, quote, they'll hit Hunter with something small to make their strike on me look fair. Trump wrote that about two weeks ago, and it turned out those were prescient words. This morning, Hunter Biden pleaded guilty to pretty much nothing. Biden pled to two misdemeanor tax evasion charges then entered a diversion on a federal gun charge. That's it. As far as Merrick Garland's Justice Department is concerned, Hunter Biden is done. There was no pre-dawn raid carried live simultaneously on CNN. There was no perp walk, no handcuffs, no press conference. Above all, there was no felony. Hunter Biden, who broke federal gun laws, can still carry a gun. It's like it all never happened. In fact, the Justice Department just baptized Hunter Biden. A lifetime of sins washed away in an instant. It was a secular miracle. Most miraculous of all, Hunter Biden somehow escaped a ferret charge. FARA is the Foreign Agent Registration Act, and it is exactly what its name suggests. Under federal law, if you are acting as an agent of a foreign nation in Washington, you are required to register with our government to let everybody know. Well, for decades, pretty much nobody in Washington did register under FARA, and precisely no one was ever prosecuted for it. No one. But starting several years ago, the Justice Department began sending people to prison on FARA violations. The official explanation was, we're cracking down on foreign influence in Washington. And of course, privately, everyone in Washington laughed. They knew that was absurd. In fact, it's the opposite of the truth. Foreign powers have never had more power in Washington. Their agents are everywhere, in every federal agency and throughout business, down to and including in executive positions at various social media companies. The Biden administration knows all of this and it's not a problem. In fact, it's their policy. From the administration's perspective, the concerns and the demands of say the Chinese government or particularly the Ukrainian government are far more important than the needs of American voters. We're cracking down on foreign influence, please. The point, the only point, of enforcing FARA after decades of ignoring it is to harass and imprison high-profile political opponents. Trump donor Elliot Brody pled to a FARA violation a few years ago. So did Trump campaign manager famously Paul Manafort. He went to prison. Last year, the DOJ went after Trump confidant Steve Wynn under Farrah. But in the end, the Biden administration overreached so comically that the whole thing was thrown out by a judge. But they tried. So as long as they're trying, if it was a fair system, Hunter Biden would be first on the list of those next to be charged with a fair violation. In fact, many of them. Hunter Biden was a foreign agent. He never registered as one. But for years, that's exactly what he was. He sold access to his father and other lawmakers to the Chinese and the Ukrainians and countries throughout the world. There's no debate about that. The FBI has known about it for years. For years, they've had possession of Hunter Biden's laptop, but they didn't charge him for it today. They never will. Why? Well, you know the answer. Hunter Biden has good genes. A more interesting question, though, which is another question the feds will never consider, is what does Hunter Biden do for a living now? This is a man with no obvious job and, of course, zero skills. He spent midlife smoking crack. Yet somehow he's managed to live pretty well despite rising inflation. He's been living in big houses in the costliest residential neighborhoods in the world. He's been paying a stripper baby mama 20 grand a month in child support. And he has retained a team of the most expensive lawyers in the country, Who spend quite a bit of time sending threatening letters to anyone who asks questions about how they're being paid? We can confirm that firsthand. So again, what does Hunter Biden do for work? That's a fair question. And today we have the answer. For years, Hunter Biden was an influence peddler. Now, Hunter Biden is a self-actualizer. He self-actualizes for a living. He gets in touch with himself, his feelings, and he follows his muse. Here he is explaining his new vocation in a 2019 ABC News interview. This is new. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: now he's opening the doors to a place never captured by a paparazzi's lens. His refuge, an art studio where he finds solace in painting.
3: What's the goal eventually? Um, no, no goal. That's the perfect no. part about it. It's just, it just literally keeps me sane. <laughs> His refuge? Far from the paparazzi's lens! In other words, we're not the paparazzi, we're ABC News. What's the goal of this? Your refuge. There's no goal, he says, grinning with those fake teeth. It just keeps me sane. But actually, there was a goal. And if you didn't know what a virtuous person Hunter Biden was, you might think it looked a lot like money laundering. Two years after that interview, Hunter Biden was selling prints of his art, and to be clear, just the prints, not the quote, art itself, but effectively photocopies of it for $75,000 a pop. Apparently, Hunter Biden moved five of these repros in just days. That's $375,000 in less than a week for signing copies of your fake art. As for the paintings themselves, childish self-indulgent blots, those sold for half a million dollars a piece. So the question is, who bought them and why? It'd be interesting to know. There's a story there for sure. But of course, we have no right to know. There's no public policy implication. It's not like Hunter Biden's finances had anything to do with his father's finances. Meanwhile, once his father did become president, corporate publisher Simon & Schuster lined up as well to pay Hunter Biden's bills. According to news reports, Simon & Schuster gave Hunter Biden millions of dollars for his highly selective account of his wholly unaccomplished life. And then the publisher lined up brainless celebrity endorsers like Dave Eggers and Stephen King to promote it. King, who apparently will say anything if it helps the party, called Hunter Biden's silly manuscript a, quote, harrowing and compulsively readable memoir. And then Stephen King described Hunter Biden himself as beautiful. Needless to say, the book sold miserably, but Hunter Biden got to keep the millions, and that was the point. And so on. This kind of thing apparently happened a lot. Again, there seems to be a story here, and we think it's probably worth learning a lot more about it and bringing it to you. In the coming weeks, we will. In the meantime, though, the question is, what can we learn from Hunter Biden's plea deal today? First off, the obvious. For the children of the people in charge there are no penalties there are only upsides they're princelings they can do what they want you are not therefore you can't so don't get any ideas about cheating on your taxes or violating federal gun laws unless you want to celebrate next year's father's day through the glass in the visitors room the rules definitely apply to you including rules you don't yet know exist but there's also a deeper lesson here a more disturbing one what we're watching through hunter biden's life and through the biden administration now entering its third year is the total inversion of virtue. What was once considered admirable is now derided as stupid, if not racist. That would include achievement, intelligence, honesty, self-control, humility. Those are features of the old America. Those were yesterday's virtues. They are gone. In their place, all that we once considered contemptible and repulsive, we're told to worship that now. Here's a small example, but we think a revealing one. In addition to his many other sins, Joe Biden has hired what has to be the single dumbest, nastiest, most dishonest, most ridiculous person he could possibly find for the very public position of White House Press Secretary. There's a point to it, of course. It was a humiliation exercise. It was designed to degrade the country and dispirit the rest of us. That's the White House Press Secretary? Shut up! But here's the thing. The White House Press Secretary herself has no idea why she's in the job. She thinks she's amazing. Here she is in a clip we just saw. A year in this role, there's been a couple of things that I that has made me incredibly proud. Many
2: things, many things that made me inc- incredibly proud to be at that podium uh, during this historic moment. Again, this is a historic administration. I'm a historic figure and I certainly walk in Get history Get out every of day. your
0: own ass. I'm a historic figure? What the fuck? Jesus Christ. Get out of your own fucking ass, bitch. How many times can you read your same breakfast from a couple days ago? Holy shit don't mean to interrupt, but oh my God, sorry. The sheer fucking hubris. My bad. I was just kind of, I just got floored by that fucking statement.
2: really proud. Many things, many things that this made me Walmart, very, very proud Don to be Lemon. at that podium uh, during this historic moment. Again, this is a historic administration. I'm a historic figure, and I
3: certainly walk uh, in history every day. I'm a historic figure? <laughs> Imagine saying that. I'm a historic figure, but she does. And she says it in a burst of sincere self-congratulation, marked by her signature bad grammar, illiterate, but proud. Of course she's proud. Karine Jean-Pierre is now a historic figure, just like Hunter Biden is now an important artist. It makes you feel stupid for going to work.
0: All right, folks. Now I want you to keep in mind something posted eight hours ago 8.1 8.1 million views. I thought it was at like 7.9 when we first started watching, but I could be entirely mistaken. But that being said, I'm going to wrap this episode up here, and I shall talk to you guys shortly. <laughs>
1: I okay.
2: America's been drinking beer from a company that doesn't even know which restroom to use. That's why I created Conservative Dad's Ultra Right 100% Woke Free Beer. As conservatives, we're constantly getting hit in the face, left and right, by the Woke Mind Virus. But the last place we want it is in our beer. If you know which bathroom to use, you know what beer you should be drinking. Stop giving money to Woke Corporations that hate our values. And to the rest of you woke corporations, stay them <laughs> away from our kids. Buy yours online in 42 states at
1: ultrarightbeer.com. Ah, tastes like freedom.